right, here we go. It's catching up time with Cheryl Warsama from Vivamus. I got it this time. (laughs) We're going to be talking about, well, mental health and you and, you know, things you need to do (laughs) as we get into that time of year where you've got to interact with a whole bunch of people and there are expectations. It's horrible. It's the holidays. It's the holidays. Do do you get people who are making appointments right now because they need to have a little buffer before they head home to see family and friends and stuff? I think over the years, uh, December's an interesting one because this is when usually some tensions have started about what's going to happen with the holidays. So people do start to appear in services around now Uh um, with some kind of worry, concern, or dispute that's already started before well, they've even the, got home. It's the ongoing disputes that are still going, right? Ongoing dispute. But um, the Christmas holidays in itself tends to bring up lots of old wounds. But who, whose house are we having at, having Christmas at this year? Is it going to always be at this house? Why can't it be at my house? Who's coming? I'm not coming if so-and-so's coming. Ah. I don't want to see my brother, my gran, my uncle, whatever it is. So um, that's the classic uh, kinds of situations you start seeing come up, coming up around the uh, holidays. And then the old arguments that are ongoing, just let it go, just let it go. It's, it's easier to say than do. Easy to say than do. Everyone's <laughs> just being, grit your teeth, you'll get through it. Some people want to have a confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are offended. Uh-huh. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. You bring something. Well, it's all right. And then you don't bring something. It's all. And then you get the stink eye. It's like, <laughs> oh. Somebody complains about the quality of the gifts that oh. somebody gives or doesn't give at Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Over, yeah. See, this. It, it, it's almost like don't go. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but if you don't, then while well, everyone talks about you, oh, they didn't come. Oh, they didn't come. Yeah. Actually trying to cancel the, the holidays is a disaster. That usually causes more arguments over the years because people don't forget that you rejected a Christmas invitation. I just tend to reject them all. Can you get together? Nah, sorry. Really? Do you just do family one? You just, yeah. Okay. yeah tell me, I think we, you know, we might get together with a few people on and off, but, you know, it's just usually timing and stuff and uh, expectations expectations and it, you know it's just like i just i would rather just be at home with family and there's no expectations and it's just well you know it's family so if if something works and you try you try, you know you decide to try and make something and it doesn't work then it just gets chalked up as well yeah didn't work okay. <laughs> but maybe that's the advantage of being an expat is it that maybe. you don't have to have you're not in close proximity yeah. to family so you've been able to just yeah. have your own family christmas well so why don't we jump in then okay. and let's let's start with with that juggling family and friends and you know we're we're obviously speaking to you from dubai and so we do have a, an element of that expat thing going down. But a lot of people decide they want to go home or family comes here, which can be also the same issues. How, how, do you, how do you start talking to people about getting their head into the space to deal with a couple weeks of onslaught? Well, I think I've just used the first word, which is um, Christmas holidays are loaded with expectations. And on top of that, there's loads of fantasy about what the ideal Christmas should be. (laughs) Expectations and Christmas fantasy. Christmas fantasy. Like we've been sold a dream of what Christmas should be, which is everyone together, 
having a good time, um, enjoying a Christmas turkey and yeah. sharing gifts. But unfortunately, that is an ideal um, that lots of people fall short of. And yeah. so, but the idea that it should be like that is so still like the very movies. much. Everyone like comes movies. in, they ring the doorbell, they come in, they're slapping bags. Hey, how are you? It's been a long time. Yes, it's the perfect family where everybody loves each other and they're really happy to see each other. <laughs> So another another word I'll use is tolerance. So oh, yeah, okay. Christmas is a time that really tests your tolerance levels mm. because in some families, certain certain people will get on less well than others. Okay. Yeah, and you may have to have somebody in your house that you have a low tolerance for, and vice versa. You may have to go and stay with somebody, yeah. a relative that you don't really have a lot in common with. In fact, you find downright annoying, and uh-huh. so that's have to tolerate that so what do we do how, what's what's the what's the first starting point so that we can in a sense create a a little bit of a, a force field a little bit of a buffer a little bit of self-personal awareness that this doesn't become an issue mm. that, that drives us to despair well i think third word I'd use is being realistic. Real, there we go. <laughs> so maybe that's the first word. Do we need to be realistic about what we're getting into? Be very realistic about what is likely to happen. You know your family really well. Yeah. So you know the history over the years. You know whether you've got certain friends coming, what combination of relatives work well together, which combination of relatives work less well together. And so you have to set a realistic a realistic expectation do, do you, of what's you, going to happen on the day. Do you kind of suggest a check a check sheet? You know, sort of just set it out on a piece of paper, just so you can visualize it and see it and just know where it's going or to that extreme. I have actually I've never done that. I think people usually try to negotiate with their partner about okay. yeah. Well, and that and that creates another thing, right? So you've got the real be realistic about what you're going to expect on the day, and now we've got the wild card is we've got to negotiate with our partner yeah. and hopefully we're on the same playing field. Well, usually what happens, let me tell you how the drama <laughs> usually unfolds is there's been a tradition of everybody going to one partner's house for Christmas every year yeah. and the other person feeling really resentful about that because they either want to spend time with their family or they want to have their own Christmas at home. Yeah. And the other partner is refusing to acquiesce and do something different. Uh, so you already have resentment building up in the lead up to Christmas. Okay, so we're already off to a bad start. Already off to a bad start. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So really, before we get into the expectations, as we're talking expectations, we really need to have that that conversation with our partner to make sure that we have the same expectations. Absolutely. I would recommend that you... Even before you get married, <laughs> one of the premarital questions is, how will we manage Christmas? Are we yeah. going to agree that one year it will be at your parents' house and another at my parents' house and maybe a third year they will come to us so that there's some kind of rotation? Oh, yeah, because people get very possessive over Christmas. For some families, the idea of being apart is just so heartbreaking for them and yeah, yeah. they're not willing to negotiate on that. Um, so I would recommend really strongly negotiating in advance and in and I, conversation with respective parents about what 
to expect. And I guess that Christmas. follows through, you know, you got Christmas, you get Easter, you know, and it like, it depends on the religions we're talking about. We've got Ramadan and we got all sorts of other things. We've got Hanukkahs. And so it, it could be any number of different events that are going to demand that we go from one family to the other. So you, you're just saying with your partner, no right from the start. Like that becomes one of those first things, you know, a couple no of dates. No right from the start. And, but also, I know you've just said that you're really good at just having Christmas with your family. But in lots of families, that would be considered selfish. They would right. think, oh, my gosh, you're not playing. You're, you're rejecting the family. This yeah, is a time yeah. when family should be together. Yeah. And if people try to have their Christmas on their own just with their children, that can also cause a lot of criticism and a lot of tension. People on grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins can feel really rejected. I, you know, I totally get it because I, I think of, of friends and family who do the, do the, do the holiday hop. And they're from here to there, and they go to this place and go to that place, and it's stressful. Yeah. And there's a lot of stress. In fact, actually, what started to happen, I've noticed, is lots of families have just decided to go away for Christmas. There we go. That is the word, that is the neutral <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense for a lot of people, especially, you know, if you've got a couple of kids, people just say it's easier. The amount of money you spend on Christmas, you could probably go to a really lovely destination. Yeah. Everybody's happy. You've got a bull, a peach, whatever it is, you're skiing. Yeah. And for lots of people, I suppose that's what they're choosing to do more and more, just it's to a, bypass a, family dynamics. It becomes a real mental reset, though, because you've got, again, that expectation well what is the holiday and it's you know you get up and you get this and you get that well now we're waking up in a hotel or a resort and it's, it's totally different so as long as you're willing to let the mind go into the different it's okay i think lots of people are embracing the difference and i think lots of hotels now really cater for the yeah. for the christmas holiday i think you can get your turkey pretty much anywhere these yeah. days yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i think that's it lots of families are just embracing doing something completely different do, do you think the pandemic has helped to do that as well? Because it's cut back on, you know, if your family's even in different parts of a country, you still got to get there. And that, that became a little more difficult. Yeah, it became difficult. And actually, that's a good segue into talking about Christmas post-COVID uh, because lots of people uh, wouldn't have been home for quite a long time yeah. or friends and family haven't been out to see them. And the expectation of this Christmas will be huge yeah, like yeah. people really be thinking it's going to be an amazing get together well i'm seeing this i'm seeing people i mean i'm not seeing i'm seeing the expectations are being set high because people are sending out posts on instagram haven't been home in two and a half yeah. years and we're going home for christmas and i see them in london and i see them yeah. in canada and you know australia and i'm just going it's a recipe for disaster well what i'm gonna say is be prepared <laughs> for some disappointment <laughs> Because if you, it's going to be so loaded. Your idea yeah. of this ideal Christmas is going to be even bigger than usual, yeah. and so people will be flying home, expecting to be welcomed into the bosom of the family, and it's going to be an amazing celebration. But I'm just going to say to people, if that's what you're expecting, I invite you to revise that because coming together after a long break, no matter how much you love each other, is likely to lead to some kind of tension and conflict. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be as smooth sailing as most people will be expecting. So I, I have the abnormal family, Cheryl. Okay. And, and the abnormal family in the sense that, you know, my aunt, we'll talk about my, my aunt. 
out in Regina, Saskatchewan. Right. And and my wife talks to my aunt quite a bit, but I, I almost never talked to my aunt. Not just for no reason. Yes. Just like, you know, it's like well, never did before. Why would it start now? Uh, but when we do end up out that way, we'll get together. And there's never any, hey, I haven't heard from you in a year. Or we haven't talked oh. in a year. And, and there's, never, there, there's never any... Tension. None at all. It's like, glad you're here. Oh. And let's, and then it's, you know, you sit and, and then we'll have a barbecue and, you know, a whole bunch of cousins will get together and they're all the same because it's all like, Hey, it's not like, well, we haven't heard from you in a year. It's let's catch up on what we've missed in a year. And, Oh, that's really cool. And then after about 20 minutes, we've caught up and then it's just, Oh, what's going on with that football game? Yeah. Well, you sound like a really nice, securely attached family, which <laughs> means that when you're separated, you're not feeling rejected and right. you feel really safe. So when you come back together again, there's no tension. Is that yeah. you know there's no other agenda yeah. for not being together and you're just really able to pick up the threads of conversation yeah. as though you haven't been apart. Yeah. And so, yeah, there are families like that and that's amazing, but that's not the case for lots of families. No, no. and then they're, then I've, so, so turn my family off and go into some other families that I've observed where the members of the family, they just don't like each other. Yeah. So, or, or it's people who are married and you've got the in-laws and the outlaws and that creates enormous tensions. As you said, so first of all, you got, you got to pick and choose how long are we going to go see? And in some, in some cases I know people it's to the minute Well, we're going to spend 59 minutes with my family. We're going to spend 59 minutes with your family. We're going to see your family for this. We're going to see your family for that. And yikes. That's the OCD family. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole bunch of those people. It's like, listen to them talking. It's like, whoa. Something that always makes me smile. I will always remember somebody. And I think this is a really good example. Remember, People come from different family cultures. So in some families, I worked with somebody once, I may have mentioned this before, but (laughs) she married into um, a really big, loud family. Like Uh this family fought together, they played hard together, they partied hard together. (laughs) And she came from a 2.2, you know, 2.5 children neighborhood. I think Uh it was in Connecticut or somewhere like that. And everything was really peaceful. There was no conflict. Her parents never argued. And she got on perfectly with her sibling. And for her, the idea of spending Christmas with like 24 relatives who sometimes threw plates at each other and then were hugging in the garden together. (laughs) It was so overwhelming. So it's that. And yet this family really uh, loved each other. They were such a close-knit family. They worked together. They lived close to each other. They holidayed together. They partied together. But they were just explosive. And that can be tricky if you're from such different family uh, backgrounds. And likewise... He would complain if he had to spend Christmas at her house because he just thought it was the house of the dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then you hear that. Nothing happens. You hear that from your spouse. You know, you you go from the house of mayhem to the house of the dead, both having, again, those expectations. Well, this is what Christmas is like. Yes, this is what Christmas is like. And the other one's going, no, no, this is what it's like. And and then you've got to you've got to insert yourself into that. Yeah. And you're missing the other thing. That's it. I think that's it. People have very different families and different ways of communicating and if it's a good match you can get on with each other's family but if you're from really different families the idea if you're really quiet going into this explosive party household can just be overwhelming um so what what do we do like i mean how do i manage my ex i mean how do you advise someone on that because 
I mean, you know, you got to do it. You know, you've got to manage the expectations, but are there any tricks or tips? Any tricks? (laughs) (laughs) Anything that, you know, is there a security blanket somewhere in there? Do I, you know, can I just go and sit in the corner and just, you know? Mm. I think one thing that I would say in that case is there are probably parts of the day that are not going to be as explosive. Mm. So in that case, um, one of the things that they agreed to is that they would go to the family breakfast because they had a Christmas throughout the day. They had a Christmas ah. breakfast. They had a Christmas lunch. Oh, my. Then they had afternoon cocktails. Oh, and then it kind of... <laughs> <laughs> wow, like that's, that is a, an extravaganza. It's an extravaganza. So it's about time limiting in a polite way that you'll mm. come for a certain part of the day yeah. and maybe you're going to leave at three o'clock because you want to go and see your aunt somewhere yeah, else yeah. and have a nice quiet afternoon. And if couples agree that in advance and families are happy with that, yeah. that often reduces a huge amount of conflict. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, because so it's a compromise. You know? ah, that's the key, finding the compromise. Finding the compromise without feeling rejected because sometimes people feel if you want to leave at a certain time and go off and do something else, that can be seen as a rejection. But actually, you know, you can't monopolize people's time for the whole of the day. And I think yeah. that's another thing that tends to happen at Christmas. People think you should be there from nine o'clock in the morning till midnight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's that's the challenge, right? Because you've got each family that you're, if you've got a, a partner, that potentially you're going to those different families to experience that that family dynamic that's been built up over many, many years. But you as a, a, your own family unit, with your partner has got your own traditions that you're building and you got your stuff. You got the other two. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. But in the case, in this case, what what they did is they negotiated and they did separate at a certain point in the day because they respected each other's ideas of what Christmas was. Uh And for her, it was to go back and spend time having Christmas tea in a nice silent household. Uh-huh. And he continued throwing plates, a, throwing <laughs> plates, looking forward to what was going to happen later in the day. And Uncle Bill's coming, get ready. Uncle Bill's coming, and that's when she would leave and he would get into party mode. But I think because they agreed it in advance yeah. and because they realized it caused a lot of unnecessary argument and tension in the lead up to Christmas and post Christmas, because oh, she felt so rejected and abandoned in this chaos. This is the other thing so you know you got to set your expectations yeah be realistic there's going to need to be some negotiation yeah be realistic in that because what happens in this very small period of time is going to follow you out through the year and it leads into it so there's probably a little bit of a a spot in the middle where it kind of just dies down and we forget about it but then it gets reignited gets reignited every year if you've not sorted out christmas that will start coming up and it will have started pretty much by Boxing Day, by the 26th. There'll already have been an argument or quite a terse discussion about We're not doing this again. <laughs> We're not doing this again, exactly. <laughs> and you promised me this wouldn't happen, and you promised me this wouldn't happen, and, and that kind of just rumbles on for yeah. the next 12 months, and then people tend to just repeat the same thing they did the year before. And so I'm recommending compromise, discussion, and compromise how how in your experience how easy is it for those discussions and compromise to happen 
Do we, can't, do, we, do we almost need a mediator in there sometimes? I think what tends to happen is if you say, I don't want to go to your parents this year for Christmas, that is immediately, you're rejecting my family. <laughs> That's a deal breaker. <laughs> That's a deal breaker. My mom and my dad, they love you like one of their own. How can you not? You yeah. know? Um, I think that's usually how it is heard by the person saying, I don't want to go to your family this year. And I think it's just being able to maybe step away from that mm. and hear, try to really hear what the other person is saying. Because the thing that, that, that gets on my mind a little bit here is this is all about two people. It's not just one. So it's not just one person sorting through this dilemma. The, the both of both, you know, both parties who are then going to interact with a much larger set of groups, they need to be on, as you said, there needs to be an expectation, there needs to be a negotiation, there needs to be an understanding, but one person can't do it alone. Well, they've got to compromise. I mean, yeah. this is the real skill in any relationship, especially around this, around the holidays. There has to be a compromise and it has to be a win-win compromise. It can't just be one pushing to get what they want all the time, which is yeah. sometimes what happens when people think they're negotiating. They're basically just trying to get things on their terms. So it's got to be a win-win for both, where both people feel good about it. And yeah. do you think this is an, like an essential life skill, this kind of compromise negotiation? It's a key skill in marriage. If you do not know how to compromise with each other, you'll have a fairly miserable experience. <laughs> 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 Hence why so many of these relationships end in disaster. So many people are kind of in a win-lose, I win, you lose, I win, you lose. Yeah, and which is that what, kind of dynamic happens a lot. We're, we're kind of set up that way, though. Mm. You know, it's just the retail society is set up that way. I'm getting a deal, I'm getting one better on you, or I'm getting this, and you know, the merchant's not getting this. Or yeah, it's, it's, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. I think a lot of people live by that, and they really believe by trying to manipulate or... Uh, I don't know what sweet talk, yeah, all of those yeah. things, they will get what they want. But actually that just tends to lead to resentment. So you might get a win that you get what you want, but what you'll be gradually building up is the well of resentment. Uh, and yeah. resentment is a bitter pill <laughs> to swallow in a marriage. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So this, this, the, the holidays ultimately become one of those true tests. Like this true test, yes. Can you value and respect my... Uh, version of Christmas can you value and respect my choices or can you value and respect my family and traditions yeah. um, and I think maybe if anyone's listening many couples <laughs> listen to this, <laughs> oh, the, I think the couples are all head. listening right now there's the <laughs> shaking their head and saying I'm not sure uh, about that yeah. the other thing I want to say about Christmas for people who drink alcohol oh no yeah because this is really important is I would recommend because uh, not drinking um, or drinking very little, because in my experience, alcohol often is the big driver for, for disputes on mm. Christmas Day. Mm. And people start off in a very sophisticated way. They open some nice bottles of champagne, some Bollinger, and it's all looking very sophisticated yeah. and very respectable, but champagne is alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on and on it goes, and people will have wine. And in, I know in the UK they love um, to have a port and Baileys and all of these things. And people just gradually fall into getting drunk. And that, unfortunately, tends to lead to a lot of conflict. So well, that's my health go, warning. Yeah, yeah, the inhibitions are gone. And suddenly people are saying things, and you can't. This is the other problem, is especially if you've got 
one part of the couple it, you know maybe you're you're someone's driving and maybe you're not, you know, maybe the other person just doesn't drink. They're just, you know, they, maybe they just kind of go, this is not the environment to be in that situation. Exactly. And the other person has a few, you know, extras. Inhibitions are gone. Next thing you know, that's that adds to the well of, I don't want to go to these things anymore because this is how it always ends. It always ends. It always ends like that. And remember what I said about building the well of resentment? Yeah. That's when it's likely to come out after a few drinks in a household that you don't want to be in in the first place. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> so that's my health warning. So keeping it cool is just... Keeping it cool. Don't, don't try to separate in your mind Christmas from being an excuse for drinking. Yeah. You just try really hard to change that because that does cause so many problems. Oh, man. it's Again, the, the potential. There's so many triggers here. That it's 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 actually a little bit daunting. It's a little bit daunting, but we have to also be positive. I mean, people do it every year, so it can't yeah. be that bad. Because <laughs> people fight, people love Christmas. Yeah. Even the most cynical people, mm, it's December, there's some songs going on in the mall, and there's some nice decorations yeah. in the shops. and People are smiling. People are smiling. Maybe people, your neighbors invited you over for some Christmas barbecue or something like yeah. that. And you start to get into the spirit. And I think every year um, the holidays, well, I think the holidays have become such a big tradition. So yeah. people do want them. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, 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 it keeps going back to the very beginning. You know, have realistic expectations. Yeah. And if you have realistic expectations, it helps avoid major disappointment. <laughs> that's, I think that's part of the problem is this, this whole disappointment that kicks yeah. in. Because, you know, you've got unrealistic expectations and then you're projecting on everyone, well, I expect this and I expect that and I expect this. Never arrives and you're sitting there and I really thought this was going to happen. I think that's it. Especially lots of people spend a fortune on Christmas too. Oh, yeah. And then the dinner doesn't quite work out the way they wanted (laughs) or sadly people have drunk too much to enjoy the dinner that Uh you spent uh, days preparing for. So I think it's that. You have to lower your expectations and try not to harbor feelings of disappointment that lead to resentment. It's almost like this is a, a program that you have to have well in place all year just to be thinking about generally your expectations for everything so that it just becomes part of the routine as you get into these very significant holidays. Yeah. The other thing quickly to say about if you're yeah. if it's the other way if people are coming here. Oh, oh okay. Well that's yeah, that's one thing when you're when you're in situation. But now yeah. you've got guests flying in. You know, here we are in Dubai. Yes. Everyone wants to come to Dubai. Everybody wants to come to Dubai, but set realistic expectations about how much time you can spend with people, especially if you're uh, still working. It's a tough one. It's a tough one because, again, <laughs> this is another thing that I hear. People have decided they're going to come for a month or six weeks or Which two weeks. Which is a long weeks. time. It's a very long time. Yeah, it's a long time. You've got your home. You've got limited space. Yes. And people think when you live somewhere like Dubai, people just assume that you're always out on the palm doing nothing much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) James, we've seen your your Instagram. You're up probably every other day. Come on. In your case, that is the case. You're dancing all around Dubai in luxury locations. There's a snowman out front of here. I saw that when I came in. I was like, oh. You've got to go and do a dance with Frosty. <laughs> so with the exception of James Pikeway, most people are not dancing around Dubai, having a great time all day, yeah. every day. So again, I think 
put some thought into that, maybe setting realistic expectations with relatives before they come, that you have to be honest about what's going to be possible. For some people, you do not want to have to go on another desert trip. You've done 50 (laughs) or whatever it is. You've been up to the Burj Khalifa 20 times. You don't want to do that again. I think be realistic. Well, I've I've talked to some folks who've had family come in and they've been out for dinner every night. And I'm going, you're out for dinner every night. How are you doing that? Because you've got a job where you've got to do X, Y, you need to have X, Y, Z deliverables. How are you delivering any of that stuff? Because you must be tired during the day because you're out every night. Yeah. You know, well, it's expected. It's expected. I think it really is expected. And I think a lot of people feel quite miserable about that and they don't know how to um, say otherwise. So I'm just, inc- I'm just giving people permission that the best thing you can do is be really honest and set realistic expectations. Even the expectation that someone can stay with you yeah. for that length of time. Maybe you have to think about other places that they might be able to stay. You can have that discussion so that... You know, family get a chance of holiday, staying somewhere quite nice. And also you can continue to maintain your life with your children yeah. and work and different things. We, we were actually just saying that last night. We were, we were driving down to the, the Dubai fountains and, yeah. and almost never go into Old Town at night. Right. A, because the traffic just kills me. But it wasn't so bad last night. So we're driving down there and everyone in the car was kind of going, you know, if I was coming to Dubai, why wouldn't you want to spend a little bit of time down in downtown, like maybe a week. Exactly. And and then one brother goes, yeah, but you know, the traffic, and then we're going, hold on a second. Then, you know, the, in, in almost the next breath, it was like, yeah, but you're going to be down here. So you don't have any traffic and you can go to the restaurants and you can go to the mall and you can go to the things. And if you want to go to the beach, you take a cab. Mm. But I'm going to say, but does Dubai really have traffic when you've lived like in London? <laughs> it has some traffic, but the traffic tends to yeah, move. In London, there's traffic that yeah, doesn't move. As long as you're yeah. not going to Sharjah, it's okay, right? Yeah, unless you're going to Sharjah. At rush hour. Yeah. But, but otherwise, yeah, we don't really have that bad a traffic. I don't think it's really bad. I think we're a bit spoiled. I mean, I'm spoiled, yeah. It's busy, but it moves. Whereas yeah. I've been in London where you can sit for an hour and a half in the traffic and get nowhere. Yeah, so. no, no, we don't have that. It, yes. it just might take me an hour and a half to get home from JBR, which I'm saying the traffic. But what I'm hearing there, James, <laughs> is you've developed a good excuse for not taking family into the... <laughs> Is that you've convinced them there's a serious traffic problem? A serious traffic serious problem. Serious traffic problem. We can't go there tonight. Then you yeah. go and see, and they go, "That doesn't seem to be that bad of traffic." <laughs> no, it's every time I go to those places, then I come back and I go, "You know, I got to do this more often." Yeah, exactly. I really got to come and see this stuff more often. Yeah, and I think it's that having things already planned that family can go off yeah. and do on their own, and that. The malls are quite interesting places. Well, they're places destination to malls eat here. And, yeah, they're destination malls. And they're just, not just shopping malls. Yeah. Set realistic expectations that you can't take people to everything and you can't yeah. hang out with them all the time, that everybody needs some space. Because if you do that, it also reduces the likelihood of any tension and conflict. And you know what? Maybe people do want to get a, you know, if you're going to go to Abu Dhabi, go to Abu Dhabi for a couple nights. Yeah, absolutely. Because that just makes it much easier. <laughs> And yes. Then drive in and we're going to drive out, and which, which, hey, you know, look, we can all do that, but go spend a couple nights on Sadiat and go and see things in the Corniche and, and then come back. And they, it gives you a little break, which is another, again, planning. Planning. I would definitely say that for people is just if people want to come and stay for a couple of weeks, try to encourage them to see the beauty of the region because you can yeah. go to Dubai, you can go to Sharjah. There's lots of things that people could go off and do yeah, the, for a couple of nights. It's, it's amazing when people come for a couple you know, for a couple of weeks and then you talk to them and say, have you been to the archaeological museum in Sharjah? And they look at you and go, what? 
Yeah. It's a full archaeological museum in Sharjah, and they've got a whole thing now. they got a whole display up right now where, you know, when you, you think about the mummies and, and yeah. stuff in, in Egypt, and what's it like being in one of those sarcophagus? Well, they have one have that you they? can actually get into yeah. and sort of see, oh, this was, you know, this is horrible. Yeah. Like this is what it would be like if you were, you know, in one. So it, yeah. it's kind of neat. Yeah. Encourage people. There's Rack, there's Fajera, there's all sorts of places yeah. that people can go to. And people forget about that. Yeah. And it's all right. I'm giving you permission. Yeah. Psychologists <laughs> say it's all right. You're not being horrible to your mom and dad. You're actually just trying to make sure that everybody yeah. has a good time. And so that when people come to stay, it is paired in everybody's mind with having a good time as opposed to, People, what they tend to do is they group together and try to go around in a big group yeah. all day, every day. And yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, then you got everyone's got to get into the car. And if you've got kids yes. and when I'm hungry, my parents might not yes. be hungry. My kids might not be hungry. Washroom breaks. Washroom breaks. Uh, and then this one will eat this. The other won't eat that. Then they get tired. They get tired. I get tired and grumpy, you know, because it's yeah. like 730 in the, in the evening and I want to go to bed. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Then the other person wants to stay up all night. Exactly. Oh, man. It's tense. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to have everybody staying in your apartment and people sleeping on the floor in the living room and in everywhere. Yeah. You can, I would recommend just trying to think creatively about having some space and encouraging family to really take advantage of being here. Oh, that sounds good. I, I like the idea that you're giving people permission. I'm giving people permission because people, I know the other thing, I know people feel really guilty <laughs> about my mum and dad are coming or my sister and her husband are coming yeah, yeah. and, you know, I feel really guilty because I'm really not sure I'm going to be able to handle it. Would it be all right if I suggested they stayed in a hotel? And think, yeah, the yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. There's some good deals and there are some really good hotels like the Robe Hotels these days. I oh, tell people I'm about what, you. Yeah, exactly. I know. They've got, you know, they've got I mean, look, look we're, we're biased because we do <laughs> yeah, record here, here yes. and we're in downtown, but excellent value, excellent close value. to things. And there's a whole bunch of them all over the place. It's all over the city, exactly. So, yeah, there's ways in which people could make it much more pleasurable and rewarding for everybody. Yeah. I like yeah. the I like the vacation with short breaks. Yeah. Some breathers. Some breathers for everybody. Hard resets. Yeah, because it's also hard for family to be in your space and not sure too. Should they be in the kitchen? What time can they get up? Should they be cooking? Oh, that's it. Can I can I go rummage through your fridge? Through I can't feel bad. Yes, exactly. Go all, in. Of, all of those things, it can get a bit tense. So, yes, thinking about the holidays generally, just try to think creatively about how you're going to uh, accommodate people if they're coming here. And have those reasonable expectations. Reasonable expectations. And if your family coming and somebody here, your family here suggests doing other things, please don't see that as a rejection. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you find post-holidays you get an uptick of people calling to say, like, I just need to have a chat? Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of... A lot of things get stirred up around Christmas because remember, for a lot of people, regardless of religion, if they've all got together for the holidays, old stuff will start to come up. Yeah. It will be quite an intense time. Conversations will have been had. Arguments will have been had. Revelations would have been made. Um, yeah. So it can be quite a potent time. I, I find it always interesting because... People will do things. There will be apologies made. It's all forgotten. It's yeah. never forgotten. It's never forgotten. And it always comes back up years later. Do you yeah. remember when? And there will be some addition 
to that, maybe, as you said, the revelation, you didn't realize that X, Y, Z led to something and suddenly you're not the bad guy anymore. Yeah, exactly. But you've lived with being the bad guy for 20 years of your life. Absolutely. You've been labeled the bad guy for all of those years. And then another part of the story becomes known to everybody. Um, and yeah, that can be a difficult time. Yeah. So, yeah. And you can't forget any of it. That's the other thing. It's the, it's Pandora's box. The box is opened. You yeah. can't put anything back in the box. Yeah. And just to say, remember Christmas is such an important holiday around the world. Whatever happens at Christmas holds so much more meaning. Right. It spoiled my Christmas. Oh, my Christmas was ruined. My Christmas will you. never be the same again. So the argument will be encoded in your brain with greater significance because it happened around the holiday. Yeah. So whatever hurt happens at Christmas tends to take on a deeper meaning. So this, you know, after the New Year's, this is the time to maybe make that appointment for the the, the checkup. Time for your mental health checkup. (laughs) (laughs) How was Christmas? Well, you know, and and help you, you know, uh, know, unload a little bit and take the strain off and contextualize. I'm going to think for next year, maybe I'm going to suggest people give each other mental health checkups for Christmas presents. I think we should organize some vouchers. That's a good idea. And that people should come give it as a gift. What a great idea. Exactly. (laughs) Put it in the stocking. I'm not suggesting all the problems uh, are in you, but here's the voucher. <laughs> go have a chat. It's not me, but what he is about. Just see if you can do something about your behavior. Yeah, yeah. you know what? That's what a great idea, though. I think that's maybe what people should do. They should just give it as a gift, and yeah. you know, see, it's it's no different from going for your. You know, everyone now will be booking their PT for the yeah. new year. Yeah. But how about also seeing your dentist? How about just making sure you have a mental health checkup? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So if you were to put it all into a, a you know, in a, in a nice little confined envelope, what do I need to be doing? What should people be thinking about as we head into the holidays? Remember the spirit of the holidays. It is mm. a time for um, sharing. It's time of being together. It's a time of forgiveness. It's a time for being loving and kind and compassionate. And that includes being kind and compassionate with yourself. So set realistic expectations If you have any resentments hanging over from previous years, try to process those with your partner or family before you go. Uh Be tolerant because different family cultures will be uh, different. um, And compromise is another really important thing. If it really is too difficult for partners to be together all day on Christmas Day, just reach a compromise in advance that everyone's happy with. Yeah. See, it's you make it, it. It's just a little bit of planning a little bit of thinking, and it's all going to be okay. And it's all going to be okay. It'll, it'll at least be as good as it can be. <laughs> yes. Well, like I said, it, most people have Christmas every year anyway, regardless. Yeah. It never stops. So it's a valuable time of year for lots of people. But it can also be a time of tension, and it can just be avoided by some of those simple things about just having realistic expectations. If your dad's always being grumpy, yeah. Don't expect him to be happy. No, this it's not going to be grumpy. It's going to be more grumpy because got, you know people are now in his space. Yes, He's don't, so that's spent about, some money and you're raiding the fridge. That's what I mean about having a realistic expectation. So if you go every year expecting him to be jumping up for joy that it's Christmas, but he's being grumpy for the last 40 years, then I guess maybe you just have to be realistic about what you should expect and not to yeah. get into a loop of feeling hurt and rejected and disappointed that he spoiled Christmas again. Yeah. yeah. Things like that. Oh man. You know, I, I think we're in, I think we're in a good space. Okay. Great. And I think this is going to be good. And I really like the idea 
of the Vivimus vouchers, gift certificate. You know, go and get your mental health checkup. Yes. What a great idea. I think I'll have to mention that as an idea yeah. for the clinic. Yeah. I think so. I know, but I, you know, I know we're laughing about it, but you know what? What a great idea. Yeah. Get a voucher, come and have, just give it as a gift. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to our follow-up in the new year. Yes. About how everything went, worked out. What, what worked out for people? What didn't work out for people? How can we plan for the next phase? I'll let you know. Okay. Right. In the meantime, I hope you have a great holiday. Yeah, thank you yeah. very much, Cheryl. And we'll catch up soon. <laughs> okay. You can find Cheryl at Vivimus. Check them out online. Great clinic. And you know what? Go through the rest of our Catching Up episodes. Yeah. I'm going to put a whole bunch of them together so that we can people can find them easy. And just have a listen. Mental health checkup. That's what it comes down to. But just think about you once in a while. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.